Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Come inside, the show's about to start. Detached more from their emotions, from years of abuse that God has to heal. 
But the true sign of repentance is not how many tears a person, man or woman sheds when they ask God to forgive them. The truest sign of repentance is a changed life and bearing good fruit. Right. Right. A thief doesn't steal anymore. He gets a job. The womanizer repents and says, I'm going to get a what God blesses me if a Christian wife. I'm going to be faithful unto death in every way God wants me to be. You know, the, uh, that song, Amazing Grace, you know, we all know the song, and the Baptists and the evangelicals kind of hijacked it for themselves and twisted that into their lie, too. But the guy that wrote that song, Danny, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound, could save the wreck like me. I once was lost, I once was blind, I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, and now I see. You know who that guy was, Danny? Who? Well, he wasn't just a saw uh, wrote a nice song. This guy, Danny, this guy was a Scottish slave ship owner, and he participated in slavery. He helped drag the African slaves from Africa to America. But, mm-hmm. yeah, and he knew how wrong that was, and he finally, he repented but see, what was the repentance? He denounced slavery, and he got rid of his slave ships. No more slave ship. That's true repentance. Yeah, it is. And I'm sure he really cried out to God, God forgive me for the horror that I've done in, for money. The horror that he did to people for money. But, you know, people talk about slavery. Slavery was horrific. It was horrible. And um, <clears throat> the pharaoh enslaved Israel for 400 years and worked them in the in the heat of Egypt 110 degree heat and he made them build his little pyramids and his little structures for 400 years of hell and the pharaoh was uh he was black I mean he was uh wasn't white and then the curse God it came back slavery was 400 years the curse of Ham, right. which no one ever wants to talk about at all, Danny. They don't want to talk about it at all. But um, Pharaoh, Pharaoh didn't have to enslave the Israelites at all. And you know why he enslaved them, Danny? Was that? Because Pharaoh and everyone in that world knew of the curse of Ham, where God cursed Ham for what he did. And um, he, God said that, because of the wickedness you did, your son and all your offspring will be servants of your brothers. And Pharaoh said, really? Well, I'm going to show this fake God of the Bible because he believed in Ra, the Egyptian pantheon. He said, I'm going to show God who this fake God of the Bible. I'm going to show him who this servant is. And he enslaved the Israelites. He tricked them and enslaved them. Then he invited them in and enslaved them. And he said, see, right. look at that. He said, no. He said, the children of Shem will serve me. And God allowed this wickedness for 400 years, and then he finally let my people go. And if you're today suffering and you're sick, you have an asthma attack, you're, you have an allergic condition, and you're exploding blood all over the place, and you may even be doing a radio show, and you're there with a peroxide and a towel wiping blood off your arms and legs. Just remember, suffering is only for a season, and God brings healing. So when I said a couple of weeks ago, I said that um, I'll never really under, 
I said, healing will always be a mystery to me, but what not is the fake trinity. I just made up a quick rhyme, Danny. That's what I do with rhymes. That's how I am. But no, healing will never always be a mystery to anyone that seeks God because he wants us to know the truth. And the truth is healing teaches us to trust God. And despite the pain and the blood, you trust God. And Job, Job was covered with bloody, painful sores from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. And then here comes his three self-righteous friends. Hold on. We actually have our first caller, Danny, in a year. Wow. Hey, hello, caller. Hello, caller. Hello, hello. I don't know if he can connect here, Danny. We got a caller, though. We'll see if he can talk. Call dropped. I don't know what's wrong with this uh, system, Danny. I do not know what's wrong. But um, what was I talking about, Danny? I'm so messed up today. So sick. What were we talking Oh, yeah. We're talking about uh, I got a caller. I couldn't believe it. Ham. But see, but then... God did make them servants of man for 400 years. He brought back the curse upon Pharaoh's descendants, Ham's descendants, which was the black race. And but, but I would, what, if I was a black person and, and something like that, you know, you, you're despised, your 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 history or whatever, being enslaved. I would think of it like this: Jesus said, "Those who are greatest in the kingdom of heaven will serve while they're on earth." I'd be proud of any kind of service that I ever did. You know, Danny, that has been amazing insight that God gave you. I never thought of that. Say that again, Danny. I want you to say <laughs> what God showed you himself. He didn't show me. He showed you. Go ahead. Say it again, Danny. Jesus said the greatest in the kingdom of heaven serve while they're on earth. So I'd be proud of my relatives that actually served while they were here. Well, that's beautiful, Danny. And you know... Christianity is a team sport. It's football. It's the NFL. You got a quarterback, and the quarterback gets a lot of the attention. You know, uh, with Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, right now Tampa Bay's under what 16 feet of water. But yeah. when Brady would play it on the Patriots, you know, when he had Edelman and Gronk and these two great receivers and everything, it's a team sport. Because if everybody didn't do the right thing. And the blockers and everything, Brady couldn't throw those fantastic touchdowns, the passes. He'd be too rushed, he'd, you see? So it's a total team sport. And I, and But, of course, the quarterback gets the most, quote, glory attention. Well, I look at Christianity the same exact way as the New England Patriots. God made me Pastor Harry. He showed me a lot of stuff. So he may have shown me more stuff than other people. Maybe he showed me 75% of all there is to know. But there's still 25% I don't know. And now through other true brethren who follow Jesus as the Christ, the Son of a living God, in spirit and truth like you, Denny, and my fearless co-host and other people, Paul, our friend Paul, who is behind the scenes making this show happen, God brings pieces of the puzzle, gives them pieces too. Because if he gave me all the pieces, he would make you very arrogant in a way. Hey, I know everything. I don't think I would be, but that's not how God works anyway. Where it's right. a team sport, Danny, and you just had a beautiful piece. But see, 
The world doesn't look at the curse of Ham like that. They look at it as the opposite. First of all, you will, it is taboo. You will never hear a pastor in this country ever denounced, or anywhere, especially America, you will never, ever, never hear a pastor denounce Trinity, denounce once saved, always saved, and all of its ungodly forms, and you will never, you will never hear him denounce Santa Claus, but you will never, ever, never, ever hear him talk about the curse of Ham. And now today, with this racially charged society we're living in, that would be racism. But this it's is true. what God did. And um, this is what God did. And um, so Ham showed the greatest disrespect he possibly could to his father. Noah got drunk and was laying in his tent naked. And uh, I think we all got a pretty good idea what he was doing in the trunks, in, the, in his tent naked and alone. He's yeah. doing something that everyone has done before in their life, and uh, if that's a sin, there'll be no one in heaven. <laughs> well, no, we <laughs> repent for it. No, I always say it. No, but yeah. If you're practicing that, you've you got a big problem. But um, And like I always say, it's a little pun on words, Danny, but uh, pornog- the addiction to pornography always goes, quote, hand in hand with other sins <laughs> and with that said, uh, yeah hand in hand and with that yep. said um so the curse of him they won't talk about it but yeah you're right it is it would be that but slavery was a brutal horrific thing it was brutal for the israelites at 110 degrees built dragging stones building the little pyramids and temples for the pharaoh 400 years and slavery in America was just as brutal because they brutalized black people. They made them pick cotton in the southern heat for, what, uh, 15 hours a day? They fed them the, all the food they wouldn't eat, the garbage. They fed them the vegetables they didn't like. They yep. fed them the fat of the meat. You know, the, That's the where soul food that, came from. Yeah. They fed them the worst garbage they could, Danny, because they wanted the better for themselves. They probably fed them the organ meats, the liver, the kidneys, the hearts, which actually was better for you, ironically. You know, but that's what they did. They whipped them, they beat them, they hung them, they lynched them. And then they did another sick thing, Mandingo, when uh, when a black, uh, they would take, the toughest black guy they could find, the strongest, and they taught them how to box, how to fight, and then they would, the different slave owners in areas, they would have competitions, forcing them to fight, Danny. So right. they're, being, they're being forced to fight. They weren't fighting by their own free will, at least like a boxer in UFC. Yeah, it's a violent, horrible blood sport, but at least it's, they're doing it for their own free will and for money and fame and glory. But they're not forced to. But they forced these these black fighters to fight and bet money on them, and they made them fight to the death. And mm-hmm. if they wouldn't, if they wouldn't fight to the death, they would feed them the dogs and let the dogs rip them to pieces. Yeah. And then a lot of black, if a black man even put his looked at a white woman, 
If he didn't look away, they'd lynch him. They'd hang him. And a lot of times, if there was a tree in front of a church, here's all the little kids and mothers going to church on Sunday, and the bells are ringing, and there's a naked black guy hanging from a tree dead right in front of a church with his genitals cut off. And they they walk right past it and go in the church, and they're singing, What a friend we have in Jesus. Praise the Trinity. You see, when you believe in that wicked, fake Trinity, Danny, you become a godless monster, really. You become a self-righteous hypocrite where you think you have the right to harm other people in the name of Trinity. It has a blood trail that goes all the way back to Nero. It's sickening. And uh, sickening, sickening, sick. I hate evil, Danny. You know, the Bible says to love God is to hate evil, arrogance, and and the wicked way, the rebellious way. So if I was like this about evil, yes. Slavery was a great evil, Danny. I mean, slavery was a horrible thing. And then what they and then what the Pharaoh did to the Israelites, Danny, was even more horrible. I mean, they worked them to the bone in a hundred ten degree heat. They fed them next to nothing. It doesn't sound they, like you really mean it. They beat them with a whip, Danny. They hit them with a whip so hard they were screaming in agony and bleeding. Well, does that sound like somebody who really hates evil? No. No. I say, Danny, I'm bleeding. you got to get me to the hospital. Yeah, we'll go, Harry. Just be cool. You know, I'm going to take my time. I think this guy ain't my friend. My friend would say, come on, let's go. Hurry up. Come on. If you have no emotion, there's something wrong with you. If you hate evil, That's you're going to show emotion. Just like, yeah, I hate police brutality, and I show emotion. And one yeah. time we encountered a bunch of wicked cops and a sheriff, Sheriff Hain and his deputies, Kalispell, Montana, illegal eviction, Danny, no signature, a surprise eviction out of nowhere, like you surprise drug dealers and terrorists. You don't announce to a drug dealer and a terrorist when you're going to raid their house. But they yeah. raided us, a guy and a little tiny wife. They raided our house. They demanded to come in with no warrant. They had no date on this eviction. It's, it's illegal. And they wanted to come in. And, you know, technically, I had every right under the Constitution to shoot every one of them. Because they're right. armed. When police break the law like they did, they're armed criminals. Sheriff Hain and his deputies. But we let them come in. And they abused us. And we had to leave. And my girl... Had the, she, I said, what do we do? And she's very smart. And she said, we go back to the judge. And we went back to the judge. And the judge saw what happened. And he, he didn't date it. He, know he, did wrong, he knew he did wrong. And he gave us the 10 days we needed to move under his illegal eviction where he wouldn't even hear evidence. And the, right. the state of Montana gave us a, a eviction lawyer that wouldn't even defend us. What a carnival. When those police came to the door... They demand the, the gate. They demanded we open the gate. And I said, nope, I can't open the gate for 15 minutes because my wife's in the shower and she has a cardiac condition. And you, you charge in there and she's naked. She's going to die. And that deputy looked me right in the face, Danny, who took an oath to, to protect and serve. And he said, I don't care. And I looked him right in his wicked face, and I said, yeah, I know you don't care, but I care. 
and you're not coming in for 15 minutes. And then right. the other cop, the deputy, said, then we're going to open the gate or we're going to get a saw and cut the lock off. I said, get your saw and cut the lock off. And they stood there and they waited 15 minutes. And, uh, well, that was good. Well, I'm not going to let them come in there. They're, they would have had right. to shoot me. They would have had to shoot me dead to get in that house. And if I said I wish I had a gun that day, I do. With me outside. And people could say you're wrong. You're a murderer. You have hate. No, I hate evil. I'm going to protect my wife. And you know, if one of those cops, if someone, one of those cops. If their wife's naked in a shower with a heart condition and some guy knocks on the door, a violent criminal, and says, I'm coming in and I'm dragging you and your wife, dragging your wife out naked, well, uh, they're going to shoot him. And you know that cop's going to shoot that guy dead at that door, Danny. Oh, yeah, of course. He's going to dump a whole magazine into him. So who are they kidding? But like I said, if people rather me be a very calm, collected Pastor Harry, I say this. Yeah, I'll tell you, Danny, it's a very bad thing, you know. I mean, if I really had to stop these police breaking the law like they were, I I don't believe that I was doing anything wrong. Because, I mean, Danny, I really hate evil. I hate evil so much, Danny, it's unbelievable how much hatred yeah. that I have. But sometimes, evil, sometimes when somebody is super yeah. excited or, or angry or upset, yeah. you have to talk to them calm. Because if you don't, it just makes the situation worse. Right, but I mean, but if somebody says they hate evil and have no emotion, I don't believe they hate evil. Right. If somebody says they hate, I really hate pornography, Danny. I mean, uh, there's, there's nothing more on this planet. I I hate pornography, Danny. You know, Danny, yeah. that I, I, and I don't like adultery. Yeah, that either, sounds Danny. creepy. <laughs> well, it sounds That's like not... you guys are t- a total fake. There's no yeah. real emotion. Like, here's a guy. He brings his wife a Valentine's Day gift. Uh, happy Valentine's Day. What are you, Michael Myers that can finally talk? He <laughs> never said one word in about 25 movies. Oh, Michael Myers talks. Yes, I am Michael Myers, and I am evil. <laughs> I mean, come on. If he talked, I don't think he... He might sound like that, but we should have emotion. Our emotion should... We should hate evil. Right. If somebody tells me they hate evil, and they maybe they're a calm person, maybe they're calmer than me. There's a lot of people calmer than me, but I'm very sick. If uh, I get into, if I was in Salt Lake City right now, Danny, for a month, I'd be very calm, but I still would show the right more. I'd be more appropriately emotion. Now I'm extremely well, I, sick. I, I, find, I mean, I'm not. I'm not talking. I'm not calling you a liar or anything. But I find it when someone's angry or upset or or anything like that it it's it makes the situation better if you talk calm but it does make you seem like a creepy like a creep yeah i know but right now i'm having an allergic reaction my legs and arms are exploding with blood i'm in a place where i'm so allergic it's beyond words and uh it's like your adrenaline's pumping and you want to be calm i didn't want to do a show today but i did it we're doing it well you did it for god yeah, I do a lot for God. And the devil whispers in your ear and says to me, what does God do for you, Harry? He's a watcher. Yeah. He watches you suffer. He doesn't care about you at all, Harry. 
and yet you still follow and serve him like a stupid little puppet. That's what he tells us. Yeah. God, uh, the devil whis- yeah. whispers in my ear all the time, too. Uh, I know exactly how you feel. What you say I always thought it was. I always thought it was mental illness, though. Well, it's not mental illness. It's evil psychiatric world. You just say, get, be gone, Satan, in the name of Jesus, this Christ, the Son of a living God. And you keep praying it until he's gone. If you have to say yep. that 15 times, but God will heal me, Danny. I know he'll heal me. There's a test. Jesus told the devil to get behind him. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you the truth. I, I bet st- that means to get lost, you know. But, I mean, ra- I'd rather have my enemy in front of me than behind me. Yeah, that's true. So to say get behind me doesn't mean follow me around behind me. It means get get away, <laughs> get lost. Just get away from me, yeah. I don't want that my enemy sense. behind me. I want him in front of me. If he has a knife, I don't want him sticking it in my back. I want him to have to turn around, you know? Just yeah. saying. I mean, I have some combat training. There's no sin in that. There's no sin in self-defense. There's no sin in learning martial arts. There's no Isn't sin in learning how to defend with a lot of Buddhism, though? Yeah, that's a good point, Danny. That's the one problem with martial arts. It started in China... In a Buddhist temple, some mythical figure appeared, and he taught them how to defend themselves. Because before that, every time the Buddhist monks went out, they were being robbed of their food. If they sold things for money, the the barbarians would prey upon them because they didn't know how to fight back. They were sitting ducks. So this mysterious figure comes along and teaches them Kung Fu or Aikido. I believe it really was Aikido. And then he also taught them how to fight with a staff. And now they can defend themselves. And then in ninth, that was what, five, six, seven hundred BC, something like that. And no, it was five hundred BC after the Buddhist temples were founded, four hundred BC. And then way up into the future, in nineteen oh two, a little Japanese guy, man suddenly revived the keto again and i believe the keto which is the generous martial art there is and the most effective was the original martial art of the uh the, the the shaolin temples were shown by this mystical figure who they just said came and disappeared and of course if somebody from uh, the ancient alien satanic shows listening they're going to say he was an alien yeah time traveler that's what they want you to believe yeah, but I just got to figure out, see Denny here, but once I'm in a place where I'm not so allergic and I'm all well, I'll have normal voice and more normal reaction. Because I'm really a calm yeah. person. I mean, I'm yeah. sitting here wiping blood off my legs, so that makes it, some people would be probably all upset and vomiting. I got used to blood. Get I, bad blood does scare me. Blood. Yeah, well, it's. Blood don't scare me either, Danny, but it scares me less when it's someone else's. That's true. No, no, actually, it doesn't. Blood is blood. No, actually, it would bother me more to see you or someone, your, lo- your son's bleeding than yeah. me. Yeah, it would during bother the 1980- me a lot more. During the 1980s, they, they had people scared to death of of touching blood because of the HIV. But you, if even if you caught HIV nowadays, they have a medicine for it. Well, they got some stuff, but I don't know what they got. Danny, I don't even know what that vaccine's doing with HIV. 
You got a virus in your system and you get a vax? Who knows what it does? For all yep. we know, and, and we don't know because I don't claim to be a biochemist, a scientist, or Dr. Fauci. For all we know, monkeypox originally came from the vaccination. Somebody mm-hmm. could have AIDS, and AIDS mutated. This, this vaccine mutated the AIDS, so now it's monkeypox. And the ones that weren't vaxxed or didn't mutate, well, by having homosexual type uh, relations, they spread it more, and then it yeah. spreads to the people on the download. Then, you know, well, that the, is it. The, that's when a, a guy's married, but on weekend, once a month, they go have sex with a little uh, teenage kid or a young male yeah, that's overage. Yeah, more sin of this horrible, wicked world. But back yeah. to the slavery thing, I just want to say that now you know all these black. You know, it's very popular now to blame the white man for slavery. And they want the Black Lives Matter wants reparations. They want every black man to be given a million dollars and everything else. And, you know, there's a little fact of slavery they'll never talk about. How did a bunch of white men land in Africa? How did they go in a jungle and capture African warriors? A lot of them were sold into slavery by their own people. Well, not their own people. One tribe would conquer another tribe and take all the males and females hostage. And then when this Uh white man came with their slave ships, they traded them slaves for gold and spices and and silver and whatever they wanted, a gun, guns, anything. See, they were so their own people sold them out. But you'll never hear them talk about that either. It's nope. selective. It's all selective talking. Yeah. Right? I hate to talk about slavery, but it's a fact. It actually happened, so we gotta, you kind of got to learn something about it. Right, and you know, now, you know, we, America, with all its racism, and the, the, America is a very racist nation. It's based on yeah, racism. The whole country's based on racism, and we come back, we're going to talk about that, because today got a little shifted. But I wanted to talk about we did, and so we'll talk about this. And we'll be right back here on Doomsday Talk Radio. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the name
Hey, hello and welcome back to Doomsday Talk Radio. I'm your host, Pastor Harry Hemlock Talk. Satan's Rapture.com, Rapture.org, a band site. I'm here with my original co-host, Danny. Hey, Danny, how you doing? Pretty good, Pastor Harry. How are you doing? Well, I pretty bad day. Okay, I'm very sick. I'm sitting here wiping blood off my arms, and my body's literally exploding with blood because I'm so allergic and sick. I can't go out in the sunlight because I'm too allergic and sick, and I have no vitamin D to regulate my immune system. I'm really sick. I'm bleeding everywhere. I'm sitting here wiping blood as I'm talking about uh, the Bible, wiping blood up with a tissue and peroxide. Yeah. That's well, you know. Well, yeah, it is, but it's only for a season. Because if I didn't believe that, I would be promoting Buddhism, but I don't believe that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Somebody asked me a question today, Danny. This was a really twisted mind. There's a twisted question somebody asked you about Christianity. Somebody said that they can force me to commit a crime. I said, you can't force anyone to commit a crime. So this guy must have watched Saw movies. And one of, they are the, one of the most disgusting, horrific movies I've ever seen. It's the only horror movie genre I cannot watch without right. feeling sickened because it make, they make people hurt themselves. You know, you see somebody, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they made 25 versions, and somebody hung on a meat hook, cut their legs off of a chainsaw. It's horrific. It's horrible. And people love it. Right. They, they sit there eating popcorn and chocolate bars watching it. It's how desensitized people are to violence. But even more wicked would be to make somebody saw their own leg off of a chainsaw. And that's what Saw's about. That's why I couldn't stand it. But this guy asked, said he could uh, teach, force me to commit a crime. I said, how? And he set up a scenario where you're kidnapped. And you're tied to a chair, and there's a mother of, with four, of four children tied up in a chair four feet away from you, right? And mm-hmm. there's an automatic shotgun behind her pointed right at, your, right at your face. And you're tied up, and you, there's a, you got a handgun, and it's pointed right at her chest, and your finger's on it. So the only thing you can move is your finger. And the person turns an hourglass over for ten minutes, and when the bell rings, well, you have a choice. You can shoot her or wait for the bell to ring and that shotgun's going off and you're going to die. So, Danny, what would you do in that situation? Maybe you can't get it, but some people know what they do, some don't. But what would you do in that situation? I, I would like to think that I wouldn't kill the woman with children. I, I'd like to believe that, uh, I, but I really couldn't tell you 100% sure until until I was in that situation. I so would hope think- I would have the courage to let her, let him, let him just shoot me. Well, the guns auto it would go off automatically. Right. What well, would you really think about it? You know what you do. You know exactly what you do, then. I would like to think that I would sit there and let it shoot me because I would not want to shoot a woman with her children. No, it's not. You know exactly what you would do, then. I'm telling you in your heart, you know exactly what you would do. Yeah. Yeah, what I, would I wouldn't. I would. I wouldn't pull the trigger. Oh. Well, I know what I would do, but I'm just not going to say it on the air. But uh, that's good, Danny. But we all know what we would do. It's just we, we say I would hope to, but deep down we I think we know exactly what we would do. Well, there's 
there's things in life that you, you won't do no matter what. What's that? What's that song? Meatloaf. Uh, 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 Meatloaf. Yeah. What was the name of that song? I can't remember. It said, "I'll do anything for love." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I won't do that. And people wonder what what's the won't do that? He won't kill somebody for love. He won't uh, murder someone for love. What won't he do for love? It's right in the song. It's right in the song what he won't do for love, then. What won't he do for love? I don't know. I didn't, I, don't, I didn't listen to that metal when I was young. Well, people don't get it. I got it. As soon as I heard it, I got it. What won't he do for love? What won't he do for the love of his wife, the love of his life? What won't he do? I imagine the love kill. Of his life. Yeah, well, some people think kill, some people think up for stuff, but he says right in there, what won't he do for the girl he loves? He won't get married. He won't make a commitment of marriage to her. Why? Because deep in his heart, she's not everything he wants. He may want something better, someone better. See, he knew in his heart, just like when I asked you, that guy said that crazy question to me today. But I asked right. you. You know exactly what you would do in your heart, Danny. You would let that gun go off, Robert, and take a mother out, and she'd have poor orphan children. That's true. Yeah, very commendable, Danny. I would do something maybe a little different because we all grow up different. But let me ask you a question, Danny. When you were growing up as a kid till today, how many violent street fights were you in? Uh, one. One. How many fights were you in where the person you were fighting when you're only 14 years old is is determined to beat you to death? You're in a UFC fight in the street and gravel, and there's no referee and no one to help you. And and if you know if you don't fight, you're going to die. How many fights like that do you have when you were 14 years old? Oh, none. None. Well, what if you had 50 fights like that or 30 fights when you were growing up? Right. It kind of does something to you. Yeah, so I mean, I just, I can never be this, uh, I can never be this pastor guy that had one little fight in a schoolyard and gets punched in the mouth and he punches the other kid in the arm. See, that wasn't my life. Yeah. But I'm still here, and I'm okay. There's a lot of people would not be able to do function if they were like me right now. Whatever they're doing in life, they'd be they'd call in sick. Yeah. I could have I could have canceled the show. I don't want to. I want to do it. You know why I want to do it? Because if we don't wow. do the show and proclaim the truth, will who's going to do it, then? Nobody. If I quit now, if I we quit right now, who's going to do it? Who's going to do this Doomsday Talk Radio? Nobody would do it. Who's been doing it since 2008? Besides us. Yeah, we have. We have, Danny. Team effort. Yep. And if there's going to be a real physical church of Philadelphia built, and hopefully in Israel, who's going to build it, Danny? It'll have to be we. Us. We will do it because... If it was going to happen, there'd be people in Israel building it right now. The world would be saying a phenomenal thing is happening in, in Jerusalem. A group of Jewish Israel, Israel, Israeli citizens 
have actually formed a church based on the book of Revelation, the church of Philadelphia, and the power of God. There's miracles and healings happening. A blind man can see. A crippled man cut out of his wheelchair. This is real documented stuff. Someone with lupus was healed. Someone with a heart condition was healed. Miracles are happening. But, But that isn't happening anywhere, Danny. Nowhere. And there is a small, there is a small scattered remnant of the church. When you open the book of Revelation today and read of God's tiny remnant church, the Church of Philadelphia, who kept His word with perseverance, to love God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, to love their neighbor as themselves, and by doing that, they are, they overcome the world and earn their crown of life. There may be just a scattered remnant. I believe of some people out there today doing this in spirit and truth. It may be a hundred people. It may be five hundred people. It may be a thousand, five thousand. I don't think it's even. I don't know how many it is. All I right. know is one thing: the Bible code says we're going to win a mega lottery or two or three, and we're going to build the Church of Philadelphia. And the code says in Jerusalem, in Israel. And I know one thing, that if I win the lotteries right now, that I need a mega millions for this week, for tomorrow night is $325 million, and Saturday night the Powerball is $300 million. And I know one thing, if we win these lotteries, one or two, whenever, they, whenever they, this time around, last time we didn't win in, uh, in August a $1.3 billion lottery, but I know one yep. thing for sure. I don't know what anyone else is going to do. I don't know what's happening around the world, but I know what we're going to do. We're going to build the Church of Philadelphia as one physical, real representation of the love and power and spirit of God and his truth in this world. And I'm Jesus sure God loves that, that idea, too. Yeah, and he said even the gates of hell will, will not. Jesus said, I've come to build my church upon the truth that he's the Christ, the Son of a living God, not a fake pagan trinity. And he said that even the gates of hell will not prevail against his church. And it makes yep. me sad. It makes me very sad, Danny, that in 1966, Anton LaVey built the first open and official Church of Satan in San Francisco, California, and now, what, 52, 56 years later, even after that, Jesus still doesn't have one little tiny church of Philadelphia in the world with 30 or 40 believers. No, he doesn't. And a, and a sign out front that says, Jesus is the Christ, the Son of a living God, not the fake pagan trinity. Nowhere. And that's what we want to give God. And I'm just more determined than ever to do this. And, you know, our own determination does mean something because the devil's saying, uh-uh, Satan does not want a real physical church of Philadelphia. He doesn't want people to hear the clear truth of the gospel. He doesn't want people to repent and follow the truth and try to and earn their crown of life to escape this coming apocalypse and the first of two raptures. And he does not want people to see miracles and healings. And what he hates above all, when you follow the truth of the gospel, you have power over him. And a little puny human 
can cast out this dark, wicked archangel in Jesus' name, and he hates that, Denny. Yeah, he does. Yeah, and that's what we want to give him, and that's why you, I'm sitting here wiping blood off myself, because uh, it's just for a season. And I know in 15 minutes and 36 seconds, I'm going to feel start feeling a lot better. And, uh, yeah, it's getting tough now. I think the devil knows that lottery win's coming, Danny, and he's really trying to stop us. That's he's true. doing everything he can. We're going to build that church, and he's going to watch it. And he's going to watch it for three and a half years functioning and casting out his demons from people. He's going to watch it. And it's going to be taken in the first of two raptures. And then God's going to vomit down, I believe, when he said, I want you hot or cold for me. But if you're lukewarm, I will vomit you out of my mouth. And I believe God is going to vomit down on every church in this world, every fake Trinity building, except our little church of Philadelphia. And that's going to be the hardest lie for the Antichrist will come and he'll make a lie up. But it's not going to be that believable because those little gray aliens just don't, they couldn't do that. And um, the whole point is that the worst horror in the world is coming upon this world when the Antichrist, the devil's own son, comes comes um, to, to rule the world. And that being inside of this gigantic, angelic, seven-foot-something clone body is going to be none other than Cain, the psychotic offspring of Satan and Eve, a psychopath, the true Michael Myers, but he talks, and he's going to talk sweet words. He'll speak of brotherhood and peace, but in his heart is the beast, and he's going to have a helper, the false Christ, the false Jesus, false prophet. Because, remember, he comes to separate Jesus not as the Christ. And he's going to claim that he's not Jesus. He's the Christ of all religions, faiths, and creeds. And they say, then who's Jesus? He's going to say, he's just a prophet, little prophet boy. And sure enough, this little prophet boy will show up. And he's going to have the power to bring fire down from heaven. And he's going to lead the world to worship the Antichrist and Satan. What a blasphemy, Denny. Uh, they, yeah. uh, do you think the uh, false prophet will? Do you think the false prophet will have holes in his hands and in his side? I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. Then they probably give it through surgery. They put him under surgery and do that. He'll have the scar. Give yeah. him a scar. Yeah, of course they will. And what a blasphemy to have this figure. I say, what did Jesus look like? Well, ninety percent of people are going to say. Hey, look like this six-foot slender guy. They always think of him as slender and weak, even though he had to be really strong to endure that pain, just physically. So strong to endure the beating and the torture and the whips and having his beard torn out of his face and having a crown of thorns hammered into his head and still go on and survive on that cross as he did to speak. Just to be that physically strong, and we got it. Let's face it, Jesus wasn't a certified public accountant. He was That's a carpenter, Denny. He was a construction worker. Because in those days, carpenters just didn't, they, did, they built some stuff out of wood, but they also did stones and every, made some tables out of stone and wood. And, you know, some of it's heavy, hard work. You know, to eat, 
he didn't have a what's the name of that company? Black and Decker that were Kobe. He didn't have power tools. <laughs> he had to do it but all. But again, tools. I, Jesus fasted a lot too, so he might have been really skinny. No, he wasn't skinny then. That's just a, because he didn't fight back. They assume he's skinny and weak. That's where it comes from. You see, oh, you can be tough and be and be small. But he wasn't small though. That's the thing. Yeah, you can be tough, but he wasn't. He wasn't small. But he, the figure we, we everyone thinks of Jesus, or most people in their mind, is this six foot tall white guy, white guy with long blonde hair and brown blonde hair and a beard and blue eyes. He's going to look just like that. But instead of talking about his father in heaven, the God of Israel, he's going to tell the world to worship Satan and his son. Yep. So everything about him is false, including his appearance. And when God, re- when Jesus returns to fight the battle of Armageddon, it says he's going to seize the false prophet and the Antichrist and toss, throw them right into the lake of fire, right into the sun. You imagine how far of a distance that's going to be? Then them being they're thrown into the sun, their whole body. Yep. Well, in three minutes they're going to be frozen solid as a rock, and then they're just going to hit the sun and be vaporized. And I believe that the soul of the false prophet is none other than Judas. He was always jealous. Of, he was always jealous of Jesus. I don't know if he believed Jesus was truly the Son of God. It's more likely he believed what the Pharisees did that he was a fake and a liar. Because when see when you think somebody's a fake and a liar, it's easier to harm them. That's true. If you think they're righteous and they're a person that loves God, it's harder to hurt that person. Or he could be so wicked that he knew it and he did it anyway, which is, makes him even more wicked. Yep. And the Cain, Cain, well, he hated Israel. He hated God. He hated his own brother he killed. He's the first murderer. And you know what? You know, in Hebrew, all the names have a meaning. You know what the name Cain means? Huh. Spearhead. He was fashioning a spearhead, a crude knife-like weapon, and God spoke to him and said, Cain, do not do what you pay purpose in your heart. And he just kept building it, and he stabbed his brother and killed him. People say right. it was a rock. No, it was a stone, crude stone spearhead made out of a rock, sort of like a prison shank, if you look at it like that. So the world's first serial killer is going to be the savior of the world and the false prophet that comes to lead a worship of him and the devil is none other than Judas, the one that betrayed Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. Right. That's sickening. It is. Yeah. Well, anytime you betray someone, Danny, anytime you break that trust, like a killer cop, it's a horrible thing. Yeah, but um, it's a bad thing. But Judas they betrayed Jesus for thirty pieces of silver. I think the door, the demons were tormenting his mind because Satan entered him. I think the Didn't demons Judas were... repent when he threw the thirty pieces of silver at the Pharisees' feet. No, the Bible doesn't say that at all. It just says he threw the silver at their feet, and people assume it was in repentance. But if he repented, the Bible would have said so. Uh-huh. He, we know Satan entered him. I believe his mind was filled with demons. Uh, Have you ever heard about the book of Judas? The book of Judas? 
Well, Judas didn't write a book, Danny. He was he was hung himself. So the book of Judas is a fake forgery. Two hundred fifty years later, either his ghost appeared and wrote it, or it's a forgery. Yeah, exactly. Why would Judas write a book? He didn't have time to write a book. He hung himself. So you can see what a fraud that is. Now, the Gnostics that came along during the start of a new early church, they worshipped the serpent. They worshipped the devil as the giver of knowledge. And they they worshipped Judas for putting, betraying Jesus and having him killed. That's how sick and twisted they are, they. Yep. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so the Judas was being tormented by demons. Like I said, psychiatry today would say psychosis, psycho- schizophrenic. No, the demons were driving him to madness. So we thought if he threw the silver down, we don't know. The Bible doesn't say he repented. He said Satan entered him at the Last Supper. So we know the devil's in him. And I believe, I can't prove it's 100%, I'd say 99%, he threw the silver down at the Pharisee's feet, believing it would make the voices stop. But it didn't. And the voices drove crazier and crazier. So what did he do? He hung himself. Couldn't stand it anymore. One time I visited my ex-wife, my second wife, and... um, and she was in a hospital, mental hospital, very sick. And I saw a man there punching himself in the head as hard as he could. You imagine that scene, and you can hear the hitting, punching him and punching himself in the head. And I went up to him. I said, "Why are you hitting yourself? What's wrong?" He said, "I have to stop the voices. The voices won't stop. It was demons. God didn't leave me to pray for him, though." Because the Bible really? says if you, yeah, because if the Bible says if you cast out a demon, and that person doesn't repent and they're not born from above, which the Holy Spirit can't possess a person that's born from above. I don't think they could. They may be well. The Holy well, I don't think they could get in. They can torment their mind, but they couldn't get in. But if that yeah, person exactly. doesn't repent, the Bible, Jesus said, the, uh, the demon will return. And he'll bring seven more wicked demons even with him. So the demons, Judas went mad and he just hung himself to escape the demons. Hitler hung himself, killed, well, shot himself in the head and his girlfriend because he didn't want to be arrested and humiliated and given a trial and hung in front of the whole world. But that's what I believe happened to that Judas and now he's in hell. And it'll be, his soul is going to enter that false prophet, and he's going to leave the world they, to worship the Antichrist. Remember when they uh, they still hang people in public? Remember when Saddam Hussein was attacked by George Bush in America? They, yeah. The, the, they hung him publicly. Yeah, they did. People loved it, too. They, they should have saw, put it on pay-per-view. They would have made a fortune. Yeah, exactly. Well, if, you know... Well, they're gonna look. They're gonna hang. They're hanging them. If they put it on pay per view, they would have got how much money they would have got. Then they would have got a billion dollars. If they, if people could see Saddam being hung, yeah, million billion dollars. Well, take the money and use it to feed the homeless, give it to hungry children. Not because I'm saying that they're gonna do it over there anyway. If they broadcast it, well, 
Yeah, because the people would pay a hundred dollars. They pay as much as a UFC fight then to see that. That's how sadistic and people are today. There's a blood loss, and, and it's been building in people, and it's going to be let loose on the Christian world. But Jesus you know, said the few send I need a few people to follow him in spirit and truth. Church of Philadelphia will escape what's to come in the first of two raptures. What, what were you going to say, then? I was going to say something off the topic. The other day I watched on the news, and you won't be surprised, but in a way I, it would surprise me when I saw it. They were, ha- they were doing a public sex strike you know, from women so, they, so their husbands wouldn't eat meat. So if their husbands ate meat, they wouldn't get any sex. Wow. It was on Fox News. I sat there and watched it last night. Yeah, well, that, that's pretty wicked. Very wicked thing. A lot of guys today, though, they're all cheating anyway, so they're not really going to care. <laughs> no, they'll, they'll, they'll go out and have sex with a hooker, and the wife says, you cheated on me. He'll say, it's your fault. You wouldn't give me sex because I'm eating meat. That's a narcissist dream come true. But with yeah. two minutes left, Danny, uh, I want to make a quick statement. That flood, that hurricane, I mean, iron that smashed Florida is causing the destruction beyond words. Hundreds of people dead. The flooding is horrific. And as I said before, 15 years ago, Florida reinstituted the death penalty. They pride themselves in it. When the Trump pump came to power, he loved death penalty so much, he brought back the federal death penalty. And these people love to kill in Jesus' name. And God says, you love death here. Have a hurricane iron. God didn't send the hurricane, Danny. He doesn't have a console that says hurricane, tornado, dust storm, uh, all these horrific things. Hail storm, uh, lightning storm, earthquake. No, it's nature doing these things in polar shift, but he's not stopping them. He didn't right. stop the hurricane. You know, like I said, where's all the famous televangelists? There's about six famous televangelists in Florida, or ten. Why didn't they gather at the shore the day before the hurricane? Why didn't they rebuke the hurricane in the name of Jesus and shatter it, just like they claim they have the power of God? If you give them $1,000, they'll heal the sick, raise the dead. We'll see if everyone knows that's fake, and they can blame it on the person. It's your fault. You're secret sinning. Yeah, well, the hurricane's not secret sinning. The reason they don't do it is because they'd be exposed as frauds to the whole world, then. That's true. So they just, they don't do nothing, then. No. Sad but true. Yep, 50 seconds left. Well, I think this was a really good show today, and, uh, I mean, we're not... I'm saying there's a lot of people in Florida that aren't for the death penalty. There's some people in Florida aren't for the death penalty. Not everyone in Florida loves that death penalty. But the majority enough does in their churches to have it law. But, right. you know, wherever we live, disasters come. But God can still, well, our friend that keeps his show going lives in Florida. But God is, I don't think their house even has a scratch on it. So God well, does protect people, yeah. Yes, it does. And but it's the majority rules, and when the vast, when the vast majority loves death, they're going to have death penalty. 
the churches. And with that said, I hope this show has helped you tonight. God bless. Good night, and take care.